So the big question is this. How are gigging musicians like us, who don't make any money streaming, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we treat our music careers as online businesses in a way that lets us get our music and the things we believe in out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jared Judge, and welcome to the Gigging Musician Podcast. What is up, gigging pros? It's Jared Judge. Welcome to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. All right, I got a follow-up to my latest podcast where I shared that I was going to be cold calling about 90 or 100 wedding planners here in Denver uh, to follow up on the email that I sent them, introducing my acts to them so that they put me on their preferred vendor lists and start recommending me to their wedding clients because wedding season is just around the corner, or at least wedding booking season is. It is October 12th, two days until my birthday. And people, like so many people get engaged over the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, that you, if you want wedding gigs, which are very lucrative and not as hard to play as people might think, then now is the time to start digging your well before you're thirsty. So that's why I'm doing all this. I'm going to, I am calling my shot. I'm going to get a massive amount of weddings in 2024. And uh, away we go. So I emailed about 100 wedding planners. I think I said 92 the other day, but I actually counted the numbers and it was 102. So that's how many people I emailed. All of them personalized emails using a little help from my friend ChatGPT. And uh, about five or six people responded. So five or 6% response rate. Not terrible, but not great. And so, you know, I, I talked about the cold outreach training from Alex Hormozzi which I've been preaching Alex Ramosi stuff a lot lately because it's just so clear and actionable. And his big suggestion is, you know, sending one email is not enough. He says, if you were to think about these people that you want to get a hold of, as if you're trying to get a hold of your mom and she didn't answer her phone, what would you do? Or she didn't reply to your email. What would you do? How would you, would you just give up? Well, no, because you have something important to say to her and like, Maybe you're worried about her. What if she got injured or hospitalized or something like that? Like, you want to reach your mom. So pick up the phone. Gosh darn it. And so that's what I did. And I've been doing. I have called about half of those 100, so 50 wedding planners. I made 50 phone calls so far. And the crazy part, and this is a big lesson for for we as musicians, is, you know, if, if you're a wedding planner and say a prospective bride or groom called you would you do you think the wedding planner should answer the phone like if somebody is literally knocking on your your door with several thousand dollar bills in their pockets earmarked for your services would you answer the phone and the crazy part is for a large majority of those 50 that i've called probably about 45 the answer is no you did not answer your phone, which is nuts because they have no idea when I'm calling if I'm a bride or a groom or a musician or someone trying to sell them on an extended car warranty. <laughs> they just see a phone number, which could be someone with several thousand dollar bills burning a hole in their pocket to pay for your services, which is just nuts that they're not answering. And I'm not taking it personally. Like I knew this would, was going to happen. And I know they have no way of knowing I'm a musician 
and you know, I'm trying to get them to put me on their preferred vendor list, but not answering your phone in business is a cardinal sin because you're literally saying, no, I don't want your money. Cause what would happen if, you know, that same bride or groom called you or called the wedding planner, they did not answer. They got so frustrated. They started to label that wedding planner as unreliable, someone who doesn't show up when they're expected to. And, uh, on the wedding day, they might crumble to the pressure. If, you know, say someone distracts them, then, Hey, I'm going to go grab McDonald's instead of set up for your wedding. And (laughs) that's why the, uh, bride or groom would say, Hey, I'm not going to go with this one. They didn't answer their phone. I'm going to try somebody else. And even if they don't think you're unreliable, it's just like, well, I thought I was going to spend some time with this one wedding planner on the phone, but now they've freed up my time to call some other wedding planners. Oh, snap. So I just lost business as a wedding planner because I didn't answer my phone. Now, I'm not making this podcast to complain about wedding planners because truth be told, I did expect this. I'm sharing this on the podcast to make you think about what if we swap out wedding planner with musician? Ooh. Bride and groom calls a musician, emails a musician, submits a contact form on their website, expecting to hear back from a musician with a price quote and availability. Yet the phone rings and rings and rings because the musician didn't want to answer the phone. And I'm guilty of this too, but you know, I'm, I'm just thinking that's through this musician doesn't answer the phone, goes to voicemail and they get the dreaded message. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any more messages. Ah, how frustrating. And thus, instead of going with your act, they now have their time freed up to call other acts with the knowledge in their mind that the, the band that they first tried to reach out to doesn't care enough about them to actually answer their phone or give them a call back or leave enough space in their voicemail so that they could actually leave a message and request a quote, a bride and groom with thousands of dollars, thousand dollar bills burning a hole in their pocket. That's going to go to somebody else because you didn't leave space for them in your mailbox and you didn't answer your phone. And so it's crazy to think about that, but that's actually what's happening day in and day out for many musicians, even a lot of the musicians I work with. I know that you, you guys are guilty of that too. Hey, I'm guilty of it too. Like if I'm in the bathroom, I'm not going to answer my phone. <laughs> so I'm, I'm giving you some grace on that. Like you don't have to be a hundred percent, but are you even doing the minimum? Is your minimum good enough? Like if you're practicing, well, what, what do you do if you're practicing and you get a phone call? What, what is more important? And these are the hard questions to answer. And so think about that. And so think about these 50 or so wedding planners that I'm calling, and I've got 50 more to go. And I expect the out of the other 50 I'm about to call today and tomorrow, I expect the same exact thing to happen. You know, about 44 of them don't want my money, although I'm not giving them money, but they don't want brides and grooms money. And that's what they're saying. Even if they're you know, I'm sure I'm going to get some resistance to this saying like, I actually do want those gigs. I do want their money. Well, are you acting like it? Are you doing the things necessary to actually show that to be true to your word? Are you true 
to your word? Are you making false promises to yourself, to your bandmates, to your family by not following through on your word? So I'm thinking about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that for myself too. It's like I said, I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be. I just want to challenge myself and challenge you to really think hard about this because there's a lot of stuff that we do as musicians subconsciously that sabotage our success. And I think this is one of them. This is a big one. There's the unwillingness to do the things necessary to have the success that we want. So stop sabotaging yourself. And if you don't sabotage yourself, congratulations. You're better than most of us. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's get it. Let's get these gigs. Wedding season is coming up. I will be hosting a wedding gig challenge. You know, I've been talking a lot about the corporate gig challenge. And I think these challenges have been very helpful for people because focusing on one specific type of gig at a time, I think, has really revealed that there are differences between the gig types. And just by putting yourself out there as a band and as a musician is not good enough. You have to actually cater to a specific clientele with the videos you put out, with the website, like the pages that you put on your website, the posts you put on social media, and even the way that you write your emails to different people. It has to be different depending on the type of gig. So we will be hosting a wedding gig challenge soon. And so I challenge you to sign up for that. Go to fulltimemusicacademy.com slash challenge, and you'll see whichever challenge we're running currently. Hopefully by the time this podcast is released, we've switched it over to the wedding gig challenge and I'll show you how to do what I've been doing. All right. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Gigging Musician podcast. Remember, your music will not market itself. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician podcast. If you like this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and tag me and post on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes that will help me serve you better. Also, I would love to invite you to my upcoming five-day full-time music challenge. Just give me five short days and I will show you a step-by-step -step plan to make real consistent income with your music. It's totally free and you can register on fulltimemusicchallenge.com. That's fulltime, one word, no dash in between, fulltimemusicchallenge.com. Thanks again and I hope to see you in my next challenge.